You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Please be advised that Gen X, this is why, contains adult language. If you're a Mimi B and you're in the hot doc movement, you need to expose yourself. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. There we go. Jen, did you see Gen X was treading on, trending on Twitter? No, no. It was a whole thing. I don't why? know how it happened. I don't know why we're getting our own trend, but I was kind of excited about it. And I tried That's to jump in there. Time. I tried to jump in there and promote our show, but nobody really listens to me on Twitter. <laughs> I have like five followers. I mean, isn't everybody just screaming into the abyss on Twitter? Isn't that all social media? <laughs> I feel like it's especially Twitter, though. It is. Um, all right, Jenny. So you're coming at us from the coast. From Palm Springs. It's like 830 in the I've morning. I've been here for like seven days. I know you visited you visited a Carl's Jr., which was very exciting. I did not go inside, but I took a picture of the outside of Carl's. Why Jr. didn't you go inside? Because I was too busy eating an In and Out burger next door. Oh, okay, well, I don't blame. Which you. is better? No offense, Carl's Jr. Yeah. All right, Jenny. So yeah. today we're looking at just another stellar performance from Harry Dolson as a human being. Um, this is Little House on the Prairie, Season 7, Episode 13. Come, let us reason together. I need to know where that title comes from, but go ahead with the description. It comes from the Bible. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, go ahead. Yeah. The description reads, When Percival's parents, Benjamin and Edna, arrive for a visit, Harry and Benjamin clash over their grandchild's re- religious upbringing. Nellie's joyous pregnancy is tainted by the acrimony. <laughs> But the family eventually reaches an unusual agreement. All right, Jen. So we open on Harriet grabbing the mail and she's running over to the restaurant and she lets Percival know his parents are coming for a visit. He's like reading his mail and he's like, did you read my mail? And Harriet's like, I don't read anyone else's mail. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, right. So his family is coming from a visit. And did you notice that the guy who's always angry about Nellie and Carolyn's cooking happens to be there and he actually has a name now. It's Mr. Riley. And he's like, Nellie, your cooking has gotten really good. And he's actually eating a meal. 
I think she he has a weird attraction to Nelly. <laughs> Obviously, right? Like, why would he keep going to this restaurant where he gets food thrown at him? I don't know. Like, I think it's some weird kink thing they, that he has going on. I don't on. know if they have many options. They don't have a Carlos Jr. sitting next to the post office. <laughs> so Percival's excited. Go home and cook. That's true. Percival's excited because his parents are coming to Walnut Grove. They're leaving New York City. And he's like, they always said it was crazy to leave New York City and live amongst the savages. <laughs> and then we also learn here that uh, Percival's name was Isaac Cohen. Yeah. Okay. He has a whole other identity. So later at the store, Harriet is reeling that Percival's name is Cohen. Guys, I don't even... Who sat down and wrote this? I'm going to tell you who wrote this. This is a man and woman team. Oh, uh, Carol and Michael Rochella. And they wrote a lot wrote of this. shit. They wrote the episode where Mary goes blind. They've written a lot of stuff. That we've liked. So I don't know what's going on here. And I'm not saying it's well, badly written. This, it's just, just going down a road. It's bad content. <laughs> yeah, so it's bad content. Harriet's freaking out and she's like, what are Percival's parents going to be like? What if they have those big hooked noses and little oh beady my God. eyes? And I just wrote, Jesus Christ, even for 1980, she's saying the quiet part out loud. Like, even if you're thinking bad. that, shut the fuck up with it. We don't need to hear your gross thoughts. So Nell's yeah, bad. I can't believe they wrote that in a script. I can't, that's why that I'm saying, like, who out. wrote that in a script? Wow. Um, so then Nels tells her, "Chill out, Harriet. Even China has Jewish people, and I bet you couldn't pick them out." Okay. okay. Nell says, "Remember that they are Nellie's in-laws, and you better behave." So they're setting us up for Harriet being at her absolute worst. You remember yep. who is the guy that she refuses to touch? Uh, Hester Sue's boyfriend? Uh, Joe, Joe Kagan. Kagan. Refuses to touch yep. him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That night at the hotel, Nellie's lying in bed, and Percival is apologizing that he should have told her his name was Cohen. Now, any Leonard Cohen fan is immediately like, we could fix this, just name the baby Cohen. Right? Done. But whatever. Yeah, okay. I agree. Um, but, does like, she knows he's Jewish. Like, But I guess... In those days, could you just be like, my name is now this? Um, like, there's no yes, legal repercussions. Yes, don't get me started on lack of documentation. <laughs> so Nellie says, I married you, not your name. And she's just nervous because she's like, what if they don't like me? And then he says, it's Jewish law that in-laws become part of the family. And she says, okay, I feel better now. I'm going to go get a pickle and ice cream. And of course, he's like, no, you can't eat anything. Of course. Back to the food, Jamie. Then he makes out with her to yeah. shut her up. And they have zero chemistry. I, so I disagree. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not chemistry, but like you, I wouldn't say it's like chemistry, but you could buy that they're a couple. More than Almanzo and Laura. Ugh, I guess. So the next day, Jen, Nellie's all dolled up and she's doing dishes, waiting for the parents to show up. And Carolyn is with her. Nellie confides in Carolyn that no one likes her. <laughs> Which is not wrong. And what does Carolyn say? She goes, you had issues as a kid. <laughs> Carolyn was basically like, you were awful. Issues. Issues. Many issues. Like, you pretended to be paralyzed. <laughs> and then she's like, but you've outgrown them and you've gotten better. Okay. The parents arrive on the stagecoach and Mrs. Olsen is nearby. Looking like she wants to throw up all over them. 
New Yorkers in the house. The parents, Jen, are Benjamin and Edna. Harriet brings them into the restaurant, and Percival, like, trots out Nellie. And he's yep. like, here she is. And they hug her and kiss her, and they really like her. And so Percival calls his dad Papa. So right. I, uh, I call him Papa sometimes. Okay. So Papa asks about the baby. It's better than me calling him Daddy. So <laughs> Papa asks about the baby, and Percival brings him upstairs, and Carolyn says, as they're going upstairs, Carolyn goes, it was nice to meet you, Mr. Dalton, and he just... He's written so over the top. Well, stereotype. Like, this is like giant yes. cartoon character. Yes. Stereotype. Yep. So, Dad calls Percival Isaac. And when he responds, Papa's yes. like, oh, so you still remember your name. Good. Then, like, there's just, this episode is real dumb. Because there's just a lot of Papa raging, Harriet raging. Papa raging, Harriet raging. Well, and did you did you get that Carolyn called him Mr. Dalton? Because she thinks, like, Percival's last name is Dalton, so that must yeah, be his parents' last name. Yeah, I wrote that, name. and he just threw her a dirty look. Um, the mo- He tells the mother, Percival is hiding, and he's living a lie. And the mother's like, there's nothing we can do. And the he, like, starts freaking out, I am Benjamin Col-. Like, real toxic masculinity here. Yeah, it goes crazy. And Papa says, crazy. Walnut Grove has changed Percival. And then the mother's like... Benjamin, do not scare me. Remember your heart attack. Well, and then, like, she's, he's like, this would never happen in New York. It's like, no, 95 right. other right. terrible things would happen. So later at dinner <laughs> at the Olsons, Willie comes running in late, and they tell him to shut the door. But Papa asks if they could leave it open. And Percival explains that it's a Jewish tradition that if a hungry stranger should wander by, they would feel welcome. Jen, how do you feel about that? Would would you leave your door no. open to feed a hungry nope. stranger? No. Tim, no. No. Especially Timmy in New York. You're leaving your door open in New York? In my apartment in Wilkes-Barre. And we invited people off the street. And in retrospect, that probably was not safe. <laughs> not a great idea. Not a great idea. But I want to know, like, do they leave their door open in Brooklyn? Like, I know. Or New York, I wherever know. they're at in, in New York? And just... No. Let people wander like in. Though, no. In, no. You know, 1876, New York was a different place. Yeah, I'm Although sure. I watched gangs in New York. Daniel Day-Lewis will bust yeah. in there. Then God only knows what's going to happen. All right. So uh, Harriet wants to take Ben's hat. And he says, my name is Benjamin. And the hat is staying on. So Benjamin leads the table in prayer, and it's like a beautiful prayer. It's like, let's give thanks well, for you, God, and for kindness. And and then Willie tries to drink Manischewitz wine. Man, Willie is, again, an underappreciated star in this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> Willie comes in, the uh, Harriet yelling at him to drink his milk. Uh, Benjamin is offended because they shouldn't mix milk and meat. Dairy and yep. meat. Yep. And then he's saying he won't eat the meat because it's not kosher. And Jenny, I kosher. have a note here. Being okay. religious, any religion, is exhausting. Well, especially in the 1800s in the Midwest. Like, where are you going to get kosher meat? Don't you just feel like all these rules and regulations are exhausting? I mean, yeah. I mean. Generally for everyone. Jesus. Yeah. 
Jesus, literally. So later, Percival's dad takes him out to the countryside to remind him of his ex-girlfriends and to chide him for changing his name. Yeah, yeah. Like, just a nice... <laughs> like he's going to shame him. He's going to shame him about leaving the city, not marrying a Jew, running his wife's business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's doing the whole, like, just father shame thing. I feel like we know this pond. I feel like this has been the breakup pond for some couples. <laughs> Was it the, I don't... The make-out pond? Was it the make-out pond? Was it the fight pond where Nellie and Laura had a Uh, fight? Yeah, probably. So maybe it's the drama pond. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he wishes that Percival married a Jewish girl, and Percival's like, look, I changed because there are people who wouldn't hire me knowing I was Jewish. Yeah, your own mother-in-law, for one. Right. Yep. Papa says Cohen is a good name, and in New York City, Cohen has their own business, and blah, 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 and here you're going to be running Nellie's business, and what are you, some kind of pussy? No, he didn't say that, but that's what we're getting. <laughs> that's the undertone. So then at Harriet's, she brings out an amazing chocolate cake to share with Edna. What are yes. your thoughts on this cake? Yes. I don't believe that she bakes like this Who and cooks the cake, like this. right? I feel like Carolyn made it. Carolyn made it and sent it over. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, it's probably Carolyn almost... like whips out like ten of those cakes a day. I think it would have been a pie had it come from Carolyn. Well, she could do anything. Eh? Pie is her specialty. All right, so she brings out this chocolate cake and she's like breaking bread with Edna. And I just have... so if there's one thing you can agree on, it's a chocolate cake. I just have oh my god, that cake looks good. <laughs> The women are chatting about the grandchild. Everything's going well. They're talking about how they both have a sweet tooth, how the cake looks so good. I don't even know if they get to eat the cake because then Harriet starts whipping out a christening outfit. Goes right for the christening dress because, like, that's going to land. With Like, what? <laughs> why? And was it me or did that christening dress look like it was made for a 10-year-old? No, they used to be. No, that's a style. They used to be really long. Oh. Okay. That was a thing. Okay. All right. Did you have a christening outfit that looked like that? I had a, yeah, I had a christening outfit. I wonder if I wore your christening outfit. Ew. I hope not. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you didn't have to put it back on. <laughs> but I wonder, like, you know, we grew up in a very traditional Roman Catholic area. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends had that whole tradition thing going on. And I see them still doing it like they have one christening dress that all the kids wear. Oh, I don't, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if we had that. Did I don't we think do so. that? I, don't know. I think we just had like our own christening dresses. Because my kids are not christened. So no one ever gave me a christening dress for my kids. So I don't know if we did have a christening dress. Was it ruined when they had to pack you nice? <laughs> yes. They packed me nice in my christening dress. That's correct. Because I caught on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so all of a sudden, Edna starts hyperventilating. And she's like, Harry, I don't think you realize, like, Benjamin's going to lose his shit. Like, this (laughs) is going to go well. Harriet freaks out, and she runs in the other room, and she grabs Nellie, and she's doing the whisper yelling. The, you know, whisper yelling. Right. And Mm -hmm. she's like, these people have come here to get their hands on my grandchild. You know, those people, they're sneaky. It's real bad, the anti-Semitism. So Nellie's like, mother, what are you talking about? That's my husband. And then Nellie's like, look, I'll talk to Percival about it. No, no big whoop. Okay. I feel like Nellie 
wasn't uh, is like surprised that her kid is Jewish. Yeah, did we not think this out? Did she out? not know the baby's Jewish? Did we Jewish? not think this out? <laughs> so that night, Nellie asks Percival what religion the baby will be. And Percival's like, oh, I see my father got to you. No, actually, it's my mother. Nellie doesn't seem to really care. Like, I don't think Nellie would care if the baby was Jewish. No. I don't think her, her or per- no. Percival care. Nellie's like, um, this is going to be bad. Like, my mother's used to getting her own way. This is not going to go well. Cut, cut to. Yeah, and so cut is his father. Edna telling Benjamin very gingerly that the baby will possibly be christened. He loses his mind. I'm just <laughs> done with him. And Harriet. Well, and he got, well, and he's like, my grandson will not wear a dress. Yeah. Like, first of all, you don't even know this right. is a boy. I hate that. I hate that when they just refer I to know, it as male. Benjamin that. starts screaming. My son can change his name and t- pretend to be one of them, but he is a Jew. And the mom starts yelling. It's just a lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. Percival and Nellie knock on the door, and Ben's like, Can I chat with you, Percival? Like, I need to talk to you. So they go in there in the room. And he's like, Look, your child needs to know who they are. Do not turn your back on your faith. And he starts yelling, and Percival stands up to him. And then Benjamin reminds Percival. Now, I made a note here. I was half paying attention. I made a note here that nice. Benjamin reminds Percival, like, Jews must survive. Like, I think he's reminding him of the Holocaust. And I'm like, oh, wait, the Holocaust didn't happen yet. Yeah. Nope. Holocaust didn't happen so, yet. Well, and he said, and Percival says that kind of craziness won't happen again. It's almost the oh 20th century. Oh, my God. What a harbinger. Yes. Yeah. And I just wrote, oh, poor sweet Percival. Or innocent Percival. Uh, Papa's like, um, I think you're being naive, dude. <laughs> well, and the sad part is, is the overlap in what the Christians and the Jews believe is vast. Yeah. Yep. Like, these people believe the same things, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Do you remember what Graham used to say about the Jewish faith? No. She used to say that she loved the Jewish faith and would like to participate in it, except for the whole Jesus part. <laughs> literally that's the difference that's kind of the whole thing that's the whole thing yep, yep. that's the whole difference guys it's better that she just stayed away from religion altogether <laughs> <laughs> so at dinner Harriet is bitching that she doesn't like Jewish food as she and Nels are approaching the restaurant then she sees a mezuzah and she wants it gone she wants it gone yeah so they get inside, and the dinner is like ham, and it's a Sabbath meal. And Benjamin and Harriet, immediately when they sit down, start fighting about future Sunday dinners with their grandchildren. And it's... Was that in the restaurant, or was that It was in the restaurant. And it's just the oh. same fight over and over again. Like, it's... We get, we get it. it. We get it. We get it. We get, we get it. it. So Benjamin says, this baby will be Jewish. And Harriet says, half Jewish. Then they start yelling, and Nellie starts crying, and they all storm off. I just said there's a lot of screaming and crying. It's like when we play Risk at the holidays. Yes. Yes. Very similar. <laughs> or Trivial Pursuit. I was watching Parks and Rec last night, and it's the episode where Leslie challenges Pat Oswald's character to go live um, in the town's historical home. And they can't have any technology past 1871 or something like that. And so they're churning <laughs> butter. And she's like, 
he has a look in his eye that I've only seen when Ben and I play Risk. <laughs> you just look nice. at him and he's like nice. all intent, churning the butter. Nice. I love that show so much. Oh, my God. <sighs> all right. So now they're in bed. And Harriet is appalled at the thought of her daughter birthing a Jew. Unbelievable. I put this on Instagram because it is so, I, I'm mind so blown. Bad. Mind blown. I can't believe they had this on their show no. in 1980. She said, Nels, could you imagine what will happen if my daughter Nellie gives birth to a Jew? The kid would be nervy, greedy, pushy, always after oh food, God. and cheap, cheap, cheap. And no one fucking corrects her. No. no. Nels is like, Nels actually kind of reinforces the bigotry in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Because he's like, oh, well, this sounds like you're, if that's what you think Jewish is, then that's you too. And it's like, no, you need to be like, you're a bigot and stop yeah. it. I, I... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I just... I don't know. I don't remember feeling this way when I was a kid. Like, mom and dad clearly didn't talk this way. They didn't believe no. these things. But apparently we were getting a daily dose of it with this shit. Yep. All right. So now so Nell storms out. Over at the hotel, Papa is freaking out. And he's like, you can't get a decent corned beef. What they're trying to do <laughs> is they're trying to equivocate these two things. Like his quote-unquote bigotry against the gentiles and her yeah bigotry and it's not the same the thing Jewish people it is not the same thing is not not equivalent and he's also railing against exclusion right, right. like like his culture is excluded yes. in this space 
Yes. That is different than, right. than you can't, being a bigot. If you are the oppressor, you can't be the oppressed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's like, you can't get a decent corned beef on rye here. This is a stupid place. That's like that's like you can't get a decent bagel here. Oh, you probably can't get a good pizza. Or a decent slice yeah, of pizza. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably can't get good pizza either. But delicious Mexican food, delicious Mexican food, delicious sushi, delicious barbecue. Yeah. Hmm. So, Jen, he wants to pack up and leave. And he says, rather than see the end of his family's religious beliefs, the end of Cohen, he wants to leave. And then he says, he can't sleep here. It's too quiet. There's only trees. Jenny, did you feel seen? I feel seen. I feel seen because it's never like people are like, oh, it's so quiet in the country. Like when I go to your fucking house. Well, first of all, your house is not quiet because your kids are there. But in Lafayette Beetle, like say they were not in Lafayette Beetle (laughs) and Lafayette Beetle, right? Like, even when you're, like, in the outdoors and you're, it's not quiet. It's not silent. It's not like you're in a deprivation chamber. There's always some kind of crazy little noise. And when it's mostly quiet and then there's, like, a noise, that wakes you up. Yes. Then when there's, like, just a constant, like, kind of. You gotta put yourself into the white noise chamber. Screen of noise. Period. You go in my room, it's cold, it's dark. There's a humidifier running. There's a white noise machine running. I mean, it's, like, weird. Okay. Well, and I have, I have like an old school white noise machine that plugs yes. into the wall. Like I don't use the app on the phone unless I'm traveling. I use the app on the phone now, but I never did. I always. The regular. I just, I, I was doing that for a while and I just got the machine again. Okay. Same okay. one. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's just such a nicer sound. I agree. I agree. My kids had one. I bought one stuck at my kids room when they were babies and they slept with that thing for 10 years easily. Yeah, because when it's, like, quiet and then there's a sudden sound, mm-hmm. it wakes you up. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, Percival runs into his mom. They're chatting, and she's like, your dad's really sorry, but, Jen, you know he's a proud man. Can't say it. I hate that whole toxic masculinity I of I can't say sorry shit. That's such bullshit. I know. She tells Percival the dad's health is not good because he had a heart attack, but he doesn't want Percival to know. Of course. Well, Percival doesn't and even know. That he had a heart no. attack? Like, Percival's just no. finding out. Wow. No, it's not like mom texted him and said dad had a heart attack. <laughs> so Edna tells Percival she wants him to know because Papa cannot get excited. Oh, well, that's no. this is not helping. No. Don't put him anywhere near Harriet. Jesus. So Nellie, meanwhile, is getting examined by Baker. Jenny. <laughs> he, just, he just keeps saying, how do you feel? Like, he has no yeah. Every time I see him, I cannot help but think of Hot Doc. What do you? And I just want vomit all over the place. Oh, didn't I one told you, Pamela Bob was no. Pamela Bob was oh, telling me right. in our interview, the interview that there's a there's a whole movement online called Hot Doc. Okay, and they think you, that he's hot. If you're a Mimi B and you're in the Hot Doc movement, you need to expose yourself. <laughs> None of our listeners can be in the hot dog movement. Like, none of them. It just can't happen. So, Baker's listening to the heartbeat. Nellie confides in Baker that the families are fighting about the religious upbringing. Baker's like, relax. Don't worry. The baby's healthy. Trust your doctor. Oh, my God. Don't trust your doctor. Don't trust Dr. Baker. We need a meme with him and then trust your doctor and then the 10 people he killed underneath. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay so back at the hotel 
Papa talks to his, or Percival talks to his papa and pleads with him to think of Nellie and to stop the fighting for her sake. And he's like, I know Harriet can be difficult, but please try to make it work. Percival's shoveling like, on the guilt big time. Oh, he's shoveling the guilt. And Papa's like, okay, I'll try. So he heads over to Harriet's, Jen. And he starts telling her how to run the store. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's so, the best approach. So I feel like... Well, first of all, Harriet is like, she goes on another rant about how mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. taking over the town. There's so many dog whistles in this. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And they're going to stick their big noses in everyone's business. Well, and Benjamin, I feel like what Benjamin, Benjamin was trying to do is connect with her on a merchant to merchant level. Like yes, he's trying to find common ground. Yes, he's trying to find common ground. He's trying to have a conversation mm-hmm. with her. And she takes this as like he's telling her how to run the store. Yes. It wasn't a great approach. It wasn't he a great approach, but it's it's what he had, I feel yeah, like. I get it. I get it. Um, but he could have, I think, come in a little softer. But then again, why should everyone have to fucking tiptoe around this bitch? That's right. So, Benjamin walks in. Harry gets rid of Nels. He gives her some tips on the store. She freaks out. Again, same sentence I wrote it ten times. He He starts screaming. Harriet starts screaming. They storm off. So now in the kitchen, Nellie's telling Carolyn she wishes she was an orphan or shipwrecked on a deserted island, just she and Percival. The parents come in, they're screaming at each other. Customers are getting up and leaving. Customers are just walking out. Nellie starts yelling and crying and this sends Percival over the deep end and he starts yelling and he and Nellie leave. Now. Well, Percival's kind of doing my why there for me when he starts yelling. Yes. Because he's like, if this is what religion is, yes. then we're not going to do it. Yep. This gives the grandparents pause, and they all sit down, and Nels decides he's going to propose. If it's a boy, it's a Cohen and raised Jewish. If it's a daughter, she'll be a Dalton and raised Christian. And they all agree. I just have the parents need, the parents need to sit down and reason together about something that's none of their damn business. Exactly. Now you're doing my wife for me. So that night, Nellie and Percival are lying in bed laughing over this ridiculous situation. And again, we get one of these scenes that goes on way too long with the laughing. Okay, I have like, is the laughing super creepy? The laughing is creepy and goes on way too long. Yes, it's maniacal laughing. Like, is it just me or is it like this weird, strange, creepy laughing that's happening? Side note, Jen, I think this is why Gen X is terrified of laughter. Like, you know how maniacal laughing is always part of a horror movie now? I yes, think, like, yes. it's a trigger for us because, oh, my God. And I noticed... There's all this uncomfortable, weird I laughter. I notice it's when uh, Landon is directing. He needs to learn how yep. to cut those scenes tighter. Ghost yeah. of Michael Landon, come here. Come closer. <laughs> you gotta know when to when to pull out, dude. Ugh. okay i meant i meant from a directorial viewpoint okay Okay? you gotta know when know when to hold them know when to fold them landed (laughs) come on all right so uh where am i the next day we see percival and his dad going to temple in the church he's asked reverend alden if he could use the church as a temple on saturday and rev was like sure i'm never there and do whatever you gotta do man i don't care hold a Hold a Michelle Mudd style sacrifice in that church on a Saturday. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Michelle Mudd. And the dad is like, 
Percival, when I asked Reverend Alden for this, he acted like he's never been asked this before. So, like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Busted. What are you doing? Busted. So, Percival reminds him that uh, the center of Judaism is in the home, not in the temple. And that's what he's practicing. So then when they're leaving, Willie gets to them and he's like, the baby's coming, the baby's coming. So we hear a baby crying and Doc Baker comes downstairs and says, it's a girl. And Harriet is over the moon. Then we get the horrible news that they're naming that kid Jennifer. And I'm like, God. Oh, I have an index card. On Jennifer? Did the name Jennifer exist in the 1880s? Yes, it did. Slash slash a brief history of the name Jennifer. I hate you. (laughs) The name Jennifer is of Cornish origin. It means white shadow or the fair one. Jennifer is the Cornish variation of Guinevere, which is derived from the Welsh name Gwenahar. I'll spell that. G-W-E-N-Y-H-Y. Wait. (laughs) I can't even spell Welsh. G-W-E-N-Y-H-W-Y-H-A-R. What the hell? It has been used used in English-speaking world since the 18th century, but came into prominence in the 20th century. Before 1906, the name was very, very uncommon. But it began to gain recognition after George Bernard Shaw used it for his main female character in The Doctor's Dilemma. Oh. It's also believed to mean blessed spirit or white enchantress. It was the number one baby name for girls in America from 1970 to 1984 and was consistently in the top 10 for 25 years from 1966 to 1991. Okay. And is the best name. Didn't you find that we had a relative named Jenny? We had a relative named Jenny. J N N I E. Oh, so she wasn't named Jennifer. No. Jennifer's a different name. Okay. There's so a bunch are... of Jenny names. She was English, and there's a bunch of Jenny names in English mm-hmm. that derive from Juniper or something weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the uh, index card on the history of Amy? It's lame and stupid and boring, <laughs> so I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, all of a sudden, Doc Baker is yelled for and summoned back upstairs. And it seems like something is wrong. And Percival takes this moment to climb on his soapbox and start lecturing all these parents. Like, this is our fault. You know, blah, blah, blah. Harriet starts sobbing. Oh, my God. Carolyn comes down and says, Nellie's fine, but you have a son. They have twins. I forgot they had twins. I forgot they had mm-hmm. twins. Everyone starts laughing. Because Baker had no idea there. Okay, (laughs) so don't get me started on why was he not listening around for two heartbeats. But whatever. Why wouldn't he just, even if he wasn't listening for it, why wouldn't he just hear it? I don't know, but this happened to my mother-in-law. She didn't know she was having twins. Really? And that was 1977. Wow. So um, they have twins. Everyone starts laughing maniacally again maniacally again right i'm terrified of fun houses and clowns and laughter for this reason (laughs) okay so later at the ingles the grandparents are fawning over the i have over the nannies but they're fawning over the babies (laughs) okay maybe the grandparents are fawning or the grandfathers are fawning over well and can we can we discuss that nelly is up and walk around until they find after one day looks a hundred percent fine 
I was thinking to myself, this had to have been two weeks past. Please tell me two weeks have passed here. No. Um, so she just gave birth. She's walking around like it never happened. Willie just wants cake. <laughs> and I'm like, Willie, yep. you are me. Benjamin puts a <laughs> necklace with the 127th palm inscribed on it around the boy's neck. The boy's name is Benjamin as well. And Nellie says, I could Doc Baker swore he only heard one heartbeat. Yeah, Doc Baker's an, an idiot. He's Jesus. a bad doctor. And the episode ends with the toast. And that's it, Jen. And I'm going to ask you, whose fault is this? This is Harriet's fault. A hundred percent. She's an asshole. I mean, it's really Michael Landon's fault. Let's face it. But um, It's Michael Landon's fault. It's, I just, again, I cannot believe that somebody saw this script and was like, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, good. Let's Stamp just, of let's approval. Just roll with this. Well, because they never... They never address the the bigotry. Like, like they, they get along at the end, but they never, I don't know, no one ever shuts that down. And I think that's a mistake. Right. Like, we were talking about this a few episodes where we're tired of the trope where you have to have the person who's being the racist and you have to have the other character kind of schooling them, right, and showing that it's bad. We don't get right. that here. Nobody shuts no. Aria down. It's no, really disturbing. She just ends up, she ends up tolerating these people. Maybe. I wouldn't say it's like some kind of friendship. No, absolutely not. Like, she sees them as humans. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a high bar to set, writers. What a high bar to set. All right, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we learned either in the rewatch or something we remember from the original we think about how it affected us. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this, Jenny? This is why you should let your kids live their own lives and make their own age-appropriate decisions. And if they're adults, all their decisions, especially ones about their families. Okay, I have. This is why we let our children choose their own religion. Yeah. Yeah. This is purposely what... I feel like it's a different area when you're talking about Judaism because I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of cultural cultural stuff tied up Mm -hmm. in that. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, there's somewhere in between your child not knowing anything about that religion and also ascribing to it. Right. So maybe you practice the traditions, you talk about the cultures, but you don't assume that your child is going to be Jewish or Catholic or whatever. Let them make that decision. Like our whole thing when the girls were born is we wanted them to decide if they want to be religious, what religion they wanted to be. And we would, you know, if they want to go to church, we would take them. If they want to do something well, else, whatever. They've Well, and you got you for that. They've both come out as atheists. <laughs> They're 50. You got, and you got some shit for that. We did from a bunch of people who don't go to church themselves. Yep. Dad. <laughs> not saying not saying anything. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Dad used to say to us all the time, don't think you're too smart for religion, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and again, I say this all the time. And <laughs> Dad does not go to church. Right. Just want to say yeah. that. Ever. Haven't seen him in church in 20 years. I say this all the time and I really, really mean it. I have no ill will against people who are religious. I envy people who have faith. I envy that. I wish I could have that. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. Like, it's something that's just not in me. 
I don't know. Whatever. All right. Just let everyone do their thing and don't force your thing on me. Just everyone do their own thing. Exactly. It's totally fine. You know the Gen X, this is why motto, fly your freak flag. Whatever that looks like. <laughs> Just do it. All right, Jenny. So what is coming up next? So coming up next is season seven, episode 14, The Nephews. When Almanzo is eager to start a family with Laura, she's not ready to give up her teaching career just yet. He is determined to change her mind. So he offers to care for his brother Royal's two young sons while he and his wife are on vacation. This proves to be an unfortunate mistake. Okay. Um, I feel like you'll feel seen here because of the time you've spent with my children. Jenny, um, on Patreon, we have coming up Stand By Me. Did you enjoy watching it? I didn't watch it yet. Really? So good. I really enjoyed it. It's so good. I will enjoy watching it. Yeah. I forgot how good it was. It's amazing. I have so many thoughts about it. It's such a good movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. Um, Join our Facebook group, which is called the Mimi Bees, if you get a chance. We're, I think, like 250 going strong in there. Well, and you're getting real exciting pictures of Carl's Jr. Like, that's that's, that's the kind of stuff we put in there. That's the um, exciting content you can expect. Some Carl's Jr. restaurants. Um, somebody, <laughs> I take pictures of Carl's Jr. restaurants. Somebody just in put in there that they saw the Avid Brothers in Chicago, like, last week. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> As you all know, countdown to when I'm seeing them. One month to go. Two years, one month. We're there. That's right. You're going to be in New York, and I'm not going to be in New York. <laughs> no, New York, I'm seeing Ryan Adams. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Adams? yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. If you dig what you're hearing, leave us a review. It helps so much. Share the show. Spread the word. Um, any organic growth we can get will really help us. And join our Patreon if you want to hear more of our voices. All right. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.